Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. So I wanted to um, start with um, some resolutions. Um, today's talk is going to be at least two parts. I'm going to start with part one that focuses on needs, wants, and desires. And then part two will be more about how we can effectively communicate with God. They both belong together. We need to understand the difference between needs, wants, and desires so that we actually understand how we can resonate with God in whatever way we resonate with God or communicate with God more effectively. So today we're also going to do a, a little exercise on the difference between needs and wants and desires. And um, next week um, we'll dive more into how we can use that knowledge to make it more alive for us, to bring it more into our lives so that our communication with the Spirit is done much more effectively than we may have done it before. But before we start, I wanted to share with you how resolutions often work for me. Um, I found one that would resonate really with me very well. In 2020, the resolution was, I will get my weight down below 200 pounds. In 2021, the resolution was, I will follow my new diet religiously until I get below 250 pounds. In 2022, the resolution was, I will develop a realistic attitude about my weight. In 2023, the resolution was, I will work out every day. And this year, the resolution is, I will, try, I will try to drive past the gym at least once a week and eat fewer cookies. Um, we often set ourselves up for failure with resolutions because we don't understand um, what really should be behind our resolutions. And I'm going to hop up here and get these things out of the way. Um, <clears throat> and so I want to start with, if the slides work today, there you go, part one. Part one is about needs, wants, and desires. And so let's talk about needs versus wants. What are needs? I want to start with something that we learn in um, psychology and in counseling, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And some of you may have heard of that before. And Maslow, that was like in the 1950s when he came up with that hierarchy. It's kind of like a pyramid that starts at the very bottom with our psycho. psycho physiological needs like air, water, food, and shelter, then our safety needs, our love and belonging, esteem, to the very top of self-actualization. 
I wouldn't be surprised that pretty much everyone who's here today or watch online, that your drive to self-actualize is quite big. Otherwise, I think you wouldn't be part of a spiritual community. You wouldn't be willing to practice spirituality. You would just simply focus on the basic needs. Others may be here who are lacking in one of the more foundational needs, like the physiological needs. And so we need to understand where we are lacking in our needs in order to understand where we should focus on. Because if we don't understand our needs, then we often are misfiring our desires. And that's why often resolutions don't last for so long because they're not directly linked to a true need. They're linked to a want, something that really doesn't have a foundation. <clears throat> this is another chart. Um, I know that might be a little hard to read, but this is from Marshall Rosenberg's uh, Nonviolent Communication. <clears throat> it's kind of like an expansion of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it really dives into the different topics where we have certain needs. So we have interdependence, the physical nurturance, spiritual communion, play, autonomy, celebration, integrity. And out of that, we have all these different types of needs. They're much deeper than anything that we can potentially or possibly imagine. So for example, under interdependence, we have honesty and trust, or community, acceptance, reassurance, respect. Those are actual needs. The ones that we often link to a, a New Year's resolution, or even if, it, if you're not into New Year's resolutions, if you just have a, a something that you want in your life, if we cannot link it to any of our true needs, it kind of like fizzles off. Because once we get a link to a true need, then we, we have it anchored into something that is more important than the fleetings back and forths in life, and the ups and downs. Um, I'm putting this QR code up, and <clears throat> as you know, I don't mind if you pull out your phone during service. So you can scan that QR code and you get access to this uh, chart here, so you might actually be able to read it a little bit better, because you will need that um, tree of needs later in the exercise, because what I'm trying to do today is for you to start to realize the difference between wants and needs, and learning that your wants are directly or need to be directly linked to a need for it to be effective and long-lasting. I will have the QR code again, and hopefully those of you at home, you'll have the link in the social media or see the QR code and can scan it from there. There you go. Everyone okay? Okay, too late. Wanna try one more? Here, put your phones out, there you go. By the way, tech team, I don't have, 
I don't have any idea how long my talk is going to be, so I don't see that on the monitor. And you know what that means. We're going to be here in two hours if I don't know when I'm supposed to stop talking. Okay, so it's your responsibility to get us out of here soon. All right, so basic needs versus growth needs. So we have some basic needs. And if you think of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs at the very bottom, you actually have those basic needs. Physiological need. We all need clean air. We all need clean water. We all need shelter. We all need food. Those are our basic needs. And then on the very top, self-actualizing, those are our growth needs. There are also needs. But as long as we are concerned with basic needs, it's often very hard to go into growth needs once we have the foundation of our physiological and our safety needs, then we can start going up the pyramid, up the ladder into growth needs. So as you contemplate some of your desires, some of your wants that you have, you may think in those terms, what are my basic needs? What are my growth needs that I have? Am I lacking in my basic needs? Am I lacking anywhere financially? Do I have a safe home to go back to? Do I have food? Am I food insecure? You know, and then you understand, well, if I have, don't have my basic needs met, it's very hard to get us into growth needs, right? So we need to make sure that our foundation is met so it's easy for us to get into what's higher up in the pyramid. So what are wants then? in comparison. And one way of uh, defining it is, wants are aspirations that individuals seek to attain or possess, often driven by personal preferences and societal influences. It's very um, def defining, isn't it? But what I like here is, unlike needs, wants are not crucial for achieving our goals, but add comfort pleasure, or luxury to one's life. That is roughly defined the difference between wants and needs. Needs are essential for existence. Wants are a luxury. And so that's another way for you to look into your New Year's resolution or your wants or de desires or needs that you define. Are they truly linked to a basic or a growth need that I have, or is it just a luxury? And this is all important when it comes to communicating with God. When we communicate with God, we want to have a communication that is dialed into our foundational needs because the ones are fleeting. They're going up and down, right? We may want a red car today and the blue one tomorrow. But the need behind the car as a general is maybe safety, maybe being able to go to work and so that we can provide the finances in order to have shelter. It's a much deeper need for the car. Whether the car is blue or red or orange matters much less. And then finally, the wants are often influenced by cultural, social, or individual tastes and can change over time. 
just as color, or even the taste in people that we want to surround ourselves with, right? The superficial stuff, especially. When we understand that our need for belonging is truly based on how we relate to ourselves and how we make sense of ourselves in this world, then we're actually looking to surround ourselves with people that resonate very similarly. And we're not too worried about their educational status, um, where they live, where they come from, whether they're men, women, or otherwise defined. That matters much less. What matters more is what meaning resonates on the entire community level. This is what I believe is really what a spiritual community is about. It's not so much about how we look, where we come from, what our background is, isn't it? I mean, look at all of us. We're, we're like a hodgepodge of all individuals, right? But we come together as a community because we all have a need that this community is fulfilling. And the more we get a sense of what that need is for us, because it could be different for each and every one of us, but the more we understand what that need is, the better we're learning to communicate with ourselves, with each other, and with God. So what about desires? So needs and wants are often easily understood as something completely different. Now, I like to throw in desires because that's when it gets really interesting. Desires are really important in unity. Desires are linked to the power of love, the way we desire, the way we create. So first of all, desires are stronger than wants because they are more closely linked to our needs. Once we understand that we may have had a want that's kind of superficial, and then we learn how that want possibly could be linked to a deep need that we have, then we're actually transforming that want to bring it closer to the need when it turns into a desire. The second thing about desires is they drive our creative process. According to unity, the power of love is our ability to desire. Wants are not good enough to create. Wants are fleeting. Red car, blue car. Doesn't matter really in the end. But having safe transportation, that matters. That's how we truly create. You know, losing weight is, yes, is important, but the underlying need for losing weight, like in my case, is not really losing weight itself, but is attaining or maintaining health. Research has actually confirmed that in cases such as myself, you know, of people with obesity. I've been now struggling with this for um, a long time. And my primary focus still to this day, it's very hard to turn this around for me, is, oh, when I look in the mirror, or when I watch myself online, it's like, dude, you gotta lose weight. That's the first thing that comes to mind. My health is the second thing. And what they found in research with people with uh, obesity is that those who focus on losing weight are not successful in doing so. But those who finally realize 
their focus should be health, they will be successful. Even though the end result, losing weight, is exactly the same thing. Health is a need. Losing weight is a want. You know, some of you probably can relate to that, not that you necessarily have so many pounds over, but maybe you want to lose your last five pounds, right? And you obsess about it because maybe a social pressure, maybe a beauty magazine that tells you you need to look a certain way. But as long as it's not linked to a deep need, a deep desire, it's much, much harder to achieve the goal. And finally, oh, let me see. There you go. Remember this one from a few weeks ago? Since we're talking about the creative process, our desires create life. Who remembers the little hamster thing? One person, two people? Oh, come on. I thought that was more impactful a few weeks ago. <laughs> so basically, the way power of love works Without love, nothing will come into existence. That is a teaching that we have in unity. The power of love is absolutely essential for creation to even be possible. This here, this manifested railing, is only here because there was a love and a desire of one or more people to make it happen. This building is only here because at the core of its imagination, there was a desire for it to be here and to be loved into existence. We need to learn to love things into existence, and we can only love things into existence that are pure desires, because they, again, are somehow linked into the needs, which as such are eternal. So we can say the more we know about our desires and underlying needs, the better we become in communicating them to ourselves and to others and essentially to God. Once we know that what we desire in our lives has a grounded footing, an anchor point into what our true needs are, then we are starting to become part of the creation process. We're no longer victims. We're no longer waiting for God to do stuff for us, but we're learning to step into that creative process and become part of creation itself. That is a very clear and important difference to understand. And I want to bring a story here um, <clears throat> that is often misunderstood. It's one of Jesus' healing. Jesus cures a blind man at Bethsaida. And in this story, what happens is that the, Jesus comes into town, as he often does, and then there was a blind man. And the blind man doesn't come himself, but the people that knew the blind man go to Jesus and say, could you please heal the blind man? And Jesus does. And when you look at the, the scripture story, I've highlighted some of the important words. Remember, in unity, we believe that Scripture is less about the literal interpretation. It's less about an historical fact 
that it represents, but more of a symbolism of the power that we all have within us. So in this story, we have Bethsaida, which means something. The blind means something. Then um, Jesus is doing, first of all, puts his hands on him, on the blind man, and then he asks, can you see something? And the man kind of sees some fuzzy stuff. And then he puts his hand again, tries again, and then he finally clear, clearly sees. In this story, we actually see that sometimes it takes a little bit for us to wake up. Because that's what it means, right? To be blind doesn't mean to be physically blind. To be blind to be means we are blind to our own divinity. We're blind to the power that we have. And sometimes it takes a little bit of action. In this case, Jesus represents that divine self, that Christ within us. Sometimes it does, not, it does take more than just one attempt to get it done. Again, ties into New Year's resolution. Who has ever done a New Year's resolution, tried it once, and then gave up? Anyone done that? Yeah. That story tells you, well, sometimes even Jesus had to try again, right? There was nothing wrong with Jesus in this story. It's not that he didn't have the power enough, but there is a clear subtext here that we need to learn about that, about the powers that we have within us. So when you decipher this story, then we have Bethsaida, which in the Hebrew means spiritual mindedness. The blind means darkened consciousness, and Jesus represents Christ consciousness. So what that all means together is very simple. We need to come from spiritual mindedness to see where we are blind to our truth and allow our spirit to bring those blind spots into the light. So we need to step back and become spiritually mindful. We need to learn and see where we are blind to truth. And we can see that by shining our own light within ourselves and we'll see those dark spots and we can bring those dark spots into the light. And that brings me to the exercise. So like we did before, I would like for you to pair up into twos. So please find uh, someone that you're willing to pair up with and designate who is going to be A and who is going to be B. I'll just give you a minute. Don't be shy. Look at these beautiful couples here that are generated. Everyone got someone? Okay, good. So decide who is A and who is B. Okay. Now I want you to remember, if you haven't scanned this, scan this real quick again. No, same one. If you already scanned it, you should have it on your phone. And if you can read it, if you're better than I am with my glasses, then, um, oops. Well, I'll let you scan this. And I have it on the screen too, once we start the exercise, okay? 
So remember there's a difference between needs, wants, and desires. And I hope you understand a little bit better now the difference. So here's what we do. The bees are going to start. <laughs> and you're going to share how one of your New Year's resolutions, and if you don't have any of those, just the current want that you have, links to your needs and desires. Think of a want that you may have. Think of a New Year's resolution that you may have come up with. And share with your partner how that links to a need and to a desire for one minute. The A's are actively listening. And once we're done, we'll give the A's some um, time to reflect back and so forth. Okay? So B's are starting. And I'll put this up if you can read it. And we go by the bell. Alright, so now the A's are going to reflect back to the B's what they heard the B's saying. Okay, now switch. Now the A's are the ones who are going to share 
either a New Year's resolution or a want that they have and see if they can link it to a need or a desire, just for one minute. So you just switch. Right, now the B's who have actively listened will reflect back to the A's what they heard. All right, so let's get some reflections. Who would like to share what they learned today in that exercise? You don't have to, you don't have to go in too much detail. Anyone willing? There you go. Oh, hold on. Antonia's first, and then you. Yeah. It's, it's challenging to see clearly when you're in the middle of your own experience, and it's wonderful to have a reflection of someone else's lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? It, it helps to actually hear back from someone else what they heard you say, right? And sometimes it doesn't necessarily match, does it? Yeah, the word, oh. the word is validation. Yeah. That's how I, how, you feel validated? I feel validated, yeah. Yeah, just by, by someone telling you exactly what you said, you get a sense of gratitude, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Anyone else? 
Don't be shy. All right, looks like that's it. Okay, thanks for sharing. So the reason why I wanted to do this today, obviously is not only for um, the New Year's resolutions, but to set you up for part two, which will not happen today, but next week. What I wanted you to learn today is that it really matters how we choose our wants, how we can let them grow into desires, and how when they're linked to actual basic or growth needs, how powerful they can become. We are much more able and capable to create and be part of God's creation by understanding the power that we have. We're diminishing our power often because we are satisfied with wants, things that society tells us to do, but we don't really truly believe, things that don't really matter in the end, that don't have a connection to the truth of who we are. Once we link our wants, let them grow into desires and link them deeply to the needs that we have in our lives, that's when we start to become part of this creation. Not only of our own creation, but of the creation of the entire world. And I want you to feel that power right now that is available to you. In unity, we believe that God is the potential of that power. And what we need to do is to learn to use God in an effective way. And next week, I want to talk about how to effectively communicate with God or use that God potential so he can start working for us as a different way of approaching New Year's resolutions. But even further than that, as a different way of us learning to really understand what matters in our lives and then work together with God in that perfect oneness and use God and use our power to create. So this week, I hope you will take some time to reflect on needs, wants, and desires. And then next week, we'll continue with God communication. And now, we all deserve a break, so let's get us into a little bit of time of reflection in meditation. Just take a deep breath and allow your breath to become one with you. Allow your breath to be part of your creation and part of your existence. As you breathe deeply into your body and mind and heart and soul, You merge the spirit and humanity into one. 
allow that breath, that deep relaxation to be right now. Remember that we need the spiritual mindedness, the meaning of the town Bethsaida, where the blind was waiting to be healed, to see once again. In many ways, we are blind sometimes to our own truth. We're blinding ourselves with unnecessary wants that we have been taught by others or adopted over years and years of judgment. So now in meditation is the time to let go of all that. To release the power that we give to those judgments. To forgive the limitations. And instead embrace the needs, the desires that we have truly in our hearts. Let us allow ourselves to relax and find that perfect harmony of thought and feeling and recognize the truth that's deeply within us. Whether it's love and belonging that we seek or just financial freedom just feeling like that we are worthy to be in this world, worthy to share the beautiful gifts that we have to share. Or even the Most High, the idea of becoming completely awakened to our spirit, the spirit that we all know is at the core of our being. All that is possible right now. And we use our meditation today to come together as individuals and as a community to remember. To remember that Jesus' healing of the blind man is an awakening of our own blindness and bringing that into the light. Let us awaken the Christ within us. And if we're not comfortable with the word Christ, let us use whatever way shore we may follow. Let us awaken by the Buddha within us, by Krishna within us, by Muhammad within us. And if we're not following anyone, we can go far beyond and just allow the universe to be part of our awakening. Allow nature 
and to be part of that also. Allow God to come forth as we choose. So let us take a few more breaths as we close our meditation for today. Let us remember what we learned today about our needs and how our desires link directly to them. Let us feel validated by those who have listened and reflected back to us the words we choose, chose to share. Let us find comfort that our true needs will be fulfilled as we choose to communicate them to ourselves, to others, to God, to anyone. So in gratitude, we allow ourselves to come forward and give thanks, find a moment of joy in our hearts and minds as we say thank you for being where we are, for learning how we do, and for creating the life ahead of us. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.